this, of this series, The Transforming Power of Prayer. We are trying to deal with the, the verses today, verses uh, 18 to 23 out of Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 18 to 23. I will be reading out of the Amplified Version. The thought that I want to bring to us this morning is your victory is already won if you trust him. Uh, allow me to make it more of a uh, dealing with us collectively. Our victory is already won if we trust him. If, if I was to shorten it down, the thought would be our victory is won by faith. Can, can you say that with me? Our victory is won by faith. Can you turn to your neighbor and make sure they got it? Our victory is won by faith. Now, let's make it more personal. Turn to and say, your victory is won by faith. If you don't get nothing else out of this sermon, get that. Get that, get that, get that, get that, get that, get that. Reading out of Ephesians chapter 1, beginning in verse 18, verse 23, it reads as such. Having the eyes of our hearts flooded with light so that we can know and understand the hope to which he has called you. How rich is his glorious inheritance in us, the saints, the set-apart ones. And so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing greatness of his power in us and for us. I think I need to read that again. So, and so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable, unlimited, and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe, who has faith as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength, which, hmm, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule, all authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age, in this world, but also in the age in the world which are to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has appointed him the universal and supreme head of the church, a headship. His headship is exercised throughout the church. Let me read that again. His headship is exercised throughout the church, which is his body, the fullness of him 
who feels all in all, for in that body lives the full measure of him who makes everything complete. He feels everything everywhere with himself. Hallelujah. Don't expect me to go verse by verse. Allow me to give you an overall picture. But I hope you catch the picture. Is it? Am I, am I on? Okay. Give me a little bit more juice. I can't hear myself. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, we say hallelujah. Lord, move Tracy out the way. Father, allow me to preach that which you have shown me. Allow me to make crystal clear what the Spirit is saying. Not only do I need empowerment to preach, not only do I need your Shekinah glory to rest, to rest fresh on me, we need it to hear to allow our spiritual ears and our spiritual eyes to be open. Father, help us not to miss what you are trying to say to us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them the fight is fixed. Then turn, turn, turn to them and say, my, my fight is fixed. So I say, it, it, it's guaranteed if I trust the one who, who, who called me, victory is mine. Now watch this. Well, hold on. Why? No, 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 don't. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't, don't move so quickly because don't you know that, that for you, in order for you to have victory in your purpose, in your destiny, that you have a responsibility to trust him? Yes, sir. I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about you as a Christian that the fight is fixed. But wait a minute. Many times we think that we can just wash down the aisle and God's supposed to take care of everything. But this is a faith walk of whether you are going to trust God at his word and understand the principles that he has laid out. Listen, you can miss your blessing. You can miss what God has for you because you have allowed other things and people and stuff to get in your way. Too many of us fight with chickens. Fighting with chickens. No, chickens got, got, got knives on the side of their feet. A chicken fight isn't fair. A chicken isn't fighting with its own claw. They literally got knives that are made, and they put it on a chicken's leg. So when that chicken rises up and flaps its wing, it is armed with daggers on its feet. Now watch this. Though it cannot hurt the eagle, it can put out its eyes. Listen, an eagle that is blind can't fly. Oh, y'all don't get the picture. We got a lot of Christians 
because you've been meddling in stuff that's not your business. You done got caught up in chicken fights. Your eyesight is gone. And now you are, you have been, you have been grounded because, not because your wings don't work, because your eyesight don't work. Whenever we walk when we're supposed to be walking in the spiritual and we're walking in the natural, you blind. I don't care what you say, you blind. I don't care what position you have. I don't care how loud you shout. I don't care how much you come to church. If you are walking in the natural and not in the spiritual, you as blind as a bat. In case somebody don't know what I'm talking about, bats are blind. They got radar. You don't have no radar. They got a sonar system. You don't have one. Listen, 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 listen. That is the problem. That's why he says, I hope that your eyes are open, that you begin to see for yourself what God has for you, and don't be sidelined by the natural, by the impulses, by folks, by things. Listen, trouble's going to happen. But you cannot allow the troubles that's going to come your way to impede you from doing what you're supposed to do. Uh, Y'all need to walk with me today. Listen, 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 listen. He says, our victory in Christ Jesus is already guaranteed because the fight is fixed. God says, if you are in Christ, his power, his anointing is in you. The Holy Spirit has come to make his abode. Then why is it that we don't have no power? Because we're not trusting God at his word. The only way to tap in is by walking by faith. If we're not trusting God, if we're not saying, Lord, I trust you in spite of me, and I'm not going to allow my emotions, I'm not going to allow things to get in my way where I am being sidetracked. Listen to this. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Walk with me, walk with me, walk with me. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed. Now listen to this obey me. This obey don't mean, well, I'm trying not to lie. I'm trying to, I mean, that's part of it. But what we don't understand that there are, God has a way of living that he wants us to live. Amen. He wants us to handle things the way he would handle it. Listen. As someone makes me mad, and this is God's way of handling it, and I put it on myself that I'm going to do it, guess what? I just took God out of the equation. Why? Because now I have, I'm handling it myself, and guess what I have done? I have got out of God's, hold on, more than just that, I have moved myself off the pathway God got me because I'm in a chicken fight. I know that's right. No power, no peace. Uh, why? Because I 
I have taken, you, you don't do that to me. Do you know who I am? When I put it in God's, God will take care of whatever. Now watch this. And when God get ready to swing, watch me go hide. Because our God is a terrible God. And I'd rather for God to get mad and take care of it than for me to take care of it. Let me ask you a question. Are you fighting your battles or is God fighting your battles? Ah, uh, uh, I'm meddling, I'm meddling, I'm meddling. Are, are you taking care of it? Is God taking care of it? Matter of fact, in everything in our life, who is in the driver's seat? God refuses to be our co-pilot. Those stickers say, God is my co-pilot. Well, then you messed up then. Uh-uh. In your life, God better be the pilot. He better be the one driving. He better be the one directing. He better be the one that you are obeying. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about Christian folks. I'm talking, listen, Philippians. Look what it says. It says, it says, therefore, dear friends, always obey, not only in my presence, but now, listen, if you only obey, if you only, when people are around, you still ain't obedient. Sometimes what we do, we put things on and we know how to act Christian. We know how to do church. Oh, we got church down pat. We got a church shout. We got a church walk. We got a church hallelujah. Oh, as soon as we pull up in church, we turn on our church. But soon, even sometimes before we get out of church, our head is turning around. We're turning green. <laughs> Two natures. Our spiritual nature and our carnal nature. And when the carnal nature is in control, God says, shut off the power. Because I'm not fighting in this battle no more. You have just, you have just said that you can handle it. Did you know that God will give you what you want if you bug him enough? The children of Israel kept on asking for a king, and God said, I was your king. You want a king? Oh, you want Saul? Oh, he's taller than everybody else. I'll give you Saul. You ask, you get. But you, don't you know that God will give you something that once... Let me, let me move on. Let, let me move on. What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? It says, it says, work out your salvation. He says, your salvation, which means you already have the salvation. You are already saved. Do it with fear and trembling. Listen, he said, work out what is inside of you with respect to God, for it is God who works, listen, in you 
to will and to listen. Even your want to do God's will is God doing it. And then once you agree to do it, he gives you the power to carry it out. Oh, y'all didn't hear that? Listen, he, he, he's, so, he's so awesome. God will get in your will. Change your will to not to. Yes, sir. To make your will to want to. Yeah. And then once you say yes to want to, mm-hmm. he'll give you the power to do what you will. Yes, sir. Of his good pleasure. Which means then that you and I can't even take credit for the good that we do. Because it's God in us to give us the will to do and the power to do. So guess what? We ought to be giving God praise for even doing what we do and not think that God ought to be thankful that we do. Okay. Listen, y'all. Isaiah 43 and 7 says, everyone who was called by my name, who I created, God said, I created you for my glory. God is not in prayer. Prayer is not a way to manipulate God. Prayer is not trying to get God to do your will. The transforming power of prayer is God got you at a point where you know you need him. And God began to mold us and shape us to see it from his perspective that when you get up, your heart has changed. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, let me, let me, can I dig, can I dig in this a little bit? If, 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 if prayer never changes you, you're not really praying. If prayer never moves you in the opposite direction, we are not really praying. There ought to be some time that I go down one way and I get up another way because God has dealt with me in my prayer life. It is transforming me. me. I'm not moving God. God is moving me. I said, Lord, these principles are so deep. I need another illustration. I can take these illustrations out of the New Testament and I can lay them out. But Lord, sometimes what we see is a picture. We need to see a picture of of how your way can be followed. And what dropped in my spirit is David. Not not David the king, but but David the shepherd. Listen to the young people. David had a heart after God. And from my account, David was probably no older than 16 when he fought Goliath. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know how I know that? Numbers 145 says this, that, that when you are 20 years old, you are a soldier. You become the soldier at age 20. David has seven, six brothers. 
three of them go to war in 1 Samuel. The other three are not old enough. So let's count down. If David's mom had a baby every year, the, the, the one that's not old enough is 19. There's another one 18. There's another one 17. David being the seventh son at most is 16. Don't tell me faith is about age, because here David got more faith than everybody in Israel, and, he's, and, and at most he's 16. See, watch this, watch this, watch this. Faith has nothing to do with age. It has everything with what did you learn through your experience. Hold on. Notice I did not say about your experience, because some of us been through some stuff and haven't learned nothing. Did you find God's way when you went through what you went through? Don't tell me what you've been through. Tell me what you learned by going through it. You should be able to define for me the ways of God when you've been through your heart. Now, if you keep on going through something and haven't learned nothing from it, then what you've been through didn't help you because you didn't learn God in the midst of going through it. It's not what you go through, it's what you learn when you go through it. So David somehow, as a young boy, got a heart for God, and he is learning in the background while he's keeping the sheep. He's learning the ways of God because, because when God brings him up front, David got enough faith to know that my God is a bad God. Don't tell me you got to be old to know God. It depends whether you got a heart for God or not. Notice, 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 notice. King Saul is experiencing, but he's not learning nothing because he don't have a heart for God. They are total opposite. David's not perfect. In a long shot. But David keeps coming back to God saying, break me, shape me, teach me. Saul keep on saying, I got this. You know what? God really don't care how much religion you have if he don't have your heart. He really don't care how much you come to church if he can't bend your heart. God is not impressed with us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And we shouldn't be impressed with us. <laughs> we ought to be impressed with God. Oh, watch this, watch this, watch this. David, 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 David. Let's, 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 let's go check out David for a little bit. So, 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 like I said, Numbers 144 tells you that, that, that if there is a 20-year-old, you, you can be a soldier. David's not a soldier, and three of his brothers not a soldier. So, listen, Mama, Mama David, David Mama, that's if she had a child every year. He was 16. 
If they were skipping some years, he wasn't even 16. What? Say what? <laughs> I know that's right. He comes down. In 1 Samuel 17, 26, he, he, he's, he's told to go take his brothers some, some food, check on his brother. You know, God will set you up when you least expect it. Oh, yeah. You're going there for one reason, and God has a whole other reason why he's sending you. Now, now watch my thinking. Okay, Lord, if you did not intend for Samuel to be king, but you always intended for David to be king. Wait, check right there. All right. Watch what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Listen, Saul was from the tribe of Benjamin. Right. The Messiah and, and kingly had to come from Judah. Uh-huh. Thousands of years ago, Jacob looked at his 12 sons before they was tribes. Over 400 years ago, he, now over almost close to 700 years ago, he looks at Judah and said, through you, the scepter will not leave. Right. Through your bloodline, the Messiah will come. There will become a king to So how is Saul king? Uh, my, my brother and sister, did you know that God will use the very thing that stands in your way to get you ready for what he got prepared for you? Hold on. Go, go, let's go into my thinking. Let's, let's go into this thinking. Somehow, David was going to become king one way or another. Hold on now. Come on now. Perhaps God already knew, even though he was hoping that Saul was going to be obedient, he already knew that Saul wasn't, but he used Saul to prepare David. Oh, shut your mouth. Okay, let's go another road. Perhaps if Saul would obey God, Jonathan and everybody else knew that David was going to be king. So David was, Jonathan was ready to give up the kingdom to give it to David and told David that. Oh, shut your mouth. Okay, let's go another way. When Saul said, when Saul was trying to get rid of David, said, give me the foreskin of 200 Philistine, he, and I will give you my first daughter as your wife. Don't you know that that put him in the bloodline of the kingship? So that right there, he could have became king if something would have happened to Jonathan because he married into the bloodline and he still would have became king. Oh, shut your mouth. Well, Saul knew that that was going to happen. So he said, I'll give you my second daughter and my second daughter will be a spy for me against you. But his second daughter really loved David. And if something would have happened to the person that married the first daughter and Jonathan would die, he still would have gave him a king. Don't you know that God got many ways to get you where he want to get you? Don't be discouraged when the door is shut because he got another door that's going to come open. Ah, oh, shut your mouth. Listen, God got this door, he got that door, he got this door, he got another door. He got so many doors, you can't see it. So just trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Just trust him. Listen, nothing is going to impede God's purpose for you. When you, you know, people, 
Sometimes it don't feel good. Sometimes it don't look good. And we get so upset when the way we see don't work or doesn't, our door shut. Wait a minute. God already has it worked out. The fight is fixed. Just show me that eagle. Show me that eagle. Show me that eagle. There's an eagle somewhere. <laughs> Perhaps he done flew off. But there's an eagle that is looking at itself in the water. And the caption said, the only thing that can stop you. Listen to what, what, what our scripture said. It says, he says, he says, he says, so that you would know the, the, the surpassing, the immeasurable, the unlimited greatness of his power towards you to get you where you're supposed to be. Listen, that you may know the unlimited, the surpassing, the unimaginable, the, the immeasurable, abundant power that God, listen, 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 listen. God don't have to use his own hand. His baby finger is enough to carry you to where he's going to take you. Listen, listen. God with the Red Sea, baby finger. Creation, baby finger. You know what that's saying? He didn't get out of wind. Israelites said baby finger. And what's saying is God don't work hard in doing nothing. There's nothing hard for God. It's a move of a baby finger, and it's done. That's how awesome your God is. So, so wait a minute. So why don't we let go of control and let him do what he knows to do since he loved us enough to give us his only begotten son? Won't he love you enough to take you to wherever he needs you to be? The fight is fixed. Turn, turn, turn. You understand the fight is fixed. Fight is fixed. Fight is fixed. Now you might have to go to the tenth round, but he's going down in the tenth round. Listen, listen. I don't know what he's going down. I just know he's going down. So just hold on because it's fixed. And he's going down sooner or later. So just hold on and trust God. You might have to take some punches, but no, it's already fixed. And there's nothing that the devil can do about it. So the only one that can hinder you is you. Here David comes down. And watch this, watch this, watch this. There's always going to be someone who don't like what God has for you. Turn, turn, turn to your neighbor and say, always. Always. There's always going to be haters. Haters in the church. Haters in the family. Haters. Hater at work. Haters. So many haters. But you know, I keep on telling folks, you don't have to keep fighting with your haters. They will distract you from fighting the real fight. David comes down and he sees this guy. Now, somebody ought to.
40 days of, of temptation. 40 days is testing. 40 days is proving. Jesus went into the wilderness 40 days and 40 nights. And here this giant, somewhere between 9 feet and 11 feet, is coming out saying, I am the Philistine's representative, and you send somebody to do battle with me, and they're running for him. For 40 days and 40 nights, he's been talking smack. You cannot allow Satan to get into your head. You just can't sit there and listen to his smack. You better start quoting some scriptures. You better know who you are. You better gird up in Jesus. You better know that you're washed in the blood. Quit listening to his smack because he would get in your head. Folks will get in your head. David, David come down, and David said, you know, there should be a righteous anger when you see the stuff that is happening in the world. I don't understand Christians who don't get moved by the evil, by the stuff that is happening. You ought to get moved. You ought to be moved to tears. Our heart ought to be broken. There's too many babies being hurt. There's too many old people being mistreated. There's too much mess. And, and if we're not moved to tears and praying, so wonder God's not moved because we're not moved. Because we don't have the heart of God. They, they, David said, wait a minute. He done stepped on territory that's not his to, to step on. He's defying my God. Now he done messed up. Listen, too many times we are not fighting kingdom battles. We're fighting personal battles. Tell, tell somebody it's not about them. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about us. You gave away your right when you became a Christian. Watch this, 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 watch this. His older brother is sitting there. His oldest brother had to be somewhere around 23, 24, if you go by, by, by the count. And he hears David, and he says, it's, it's 1 Samuel 17, 26, and 30. His eldest brother said, what you up to now? David, I've been talking to him. His oldest brother, listen. Do you think that you got to come from a perfect home to be used by God? You know, God will use you more. God specializes in, in reaching down deep. I don't know about you. God, God, God had to reach to the gutter to get me. I mean, he had to reach way. 
<laughs> I, I bet he reached deeper to get me than he reached to get you. Uh, I bet you he reached. I, I can't even tell my story how deep he reached to get me. He reached so deep that we'll talk about it. We'll compare notes one day. Plus, when, when me, me, you and a girl, they can't hear us. So you and I can talk. I don't know how deep he had to reach to get you, but he had to reach way. No family. David is hurt. Listen, 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 listen. He turns to his brother. Is it? What have I done now? Which means that this isn't the first time that there's something going on that David is always accused. David's always put down. He's he's the rut of the family right now, but he's anointed. And David doesn't even get into a chicken fight with his brother. He turns away from his brother and say, now what did they say? You got to know what fights to fight. Listen. He got nice right there. And though he's a chicken, he will come up and take out my eyesight. Yes, he will. And you will miss what God has for you. Because you chicken fighting. Fighting in the dirt. Blinded. Blinded. And Satan has achieved what he wanted. He's always trying to take away your purpose. He can't take away your salvation. But, 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 but many of us are not walking in our purpose because we're still caught up in the chicken fight. You know, I, I, was, I, was, I was talking to somebody. They said, you know what? He used to be a crackhead but he's not a crackhead anymore, but he's still got crackish ways. Let me explain. I done lost some people. I done shown up lost some people. You see, you see, 
when you're an alcoholic or a crackhead or something has you, you develop a pattern of living. Anybody that has lived with anybody that any type of addiction, they develop a way of living. I've heard parents say, I know I didn't raise my boy that way. I know I didn't raise that. And now they come in and they don't know how to do nothing. Why? Because their ways have changed. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. Which means that you can be off the drug or the alcohol but you still have the ways as though you are still on it. Some of us are saved, but we still got... We, 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 we saved, but, but we haven't adopted a new lifestyle. Still acting like we used to act Saved but not delivered. So watch this, watch this. Saul is saved but he's not delivered. David is delivered. And now David says, the battle is not you, my brother. The battle is with this giant who's defying God. I don't have time to get caught up in a chicken fight. I refuse to take my hands off the plow. If you want to act crazy, act crazy by yourself. I better hurry. Y'all getting sleepy. I can tell. Okay. 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 You not train the battle, and he goes get wet. See, don't let nobody change who you are as far as of how you how you how you do God. David been practicing his sling, so he know he's good. He hasn't been trained in battle. So therefore, he go, and somebody said, why did he get five stones? Well, some commentators said that Goliath had four brothers. It wasn't that he doubted whether the first one was going to hit him or not, because when Goliath was saying, come here, David was running to him. There's a confidence when you're fighting for the Lord. Oh, y'all don't hear that. David said, the reason I'm going to win, because you have defied God. It's not my battle. It's God's battle. So you're not really fighting me. You're fighting God. You done messed up, giant. You done stepped on territory that you have no business stepping on. Listen, when the devil steps on territory that's not his to step on, and you are walking in faith, you can say, in the name of Jesus, get behind me. Give me back my peace. Give me back my joy. Give me back my children. Give me, give me, give me. You went too far now. I know who I am. I know whose I am. In the name of Jesus. When you're right, when you're walking in what you're supposed to be walking in. Listen. The Bible is saying by this principle, our success is guaranteed 
when we trust him with the principles he has given us. And we have, and we have, have, we have, we have, we have brought our lives into, into obedience. Turn to the next and not about you. It really, it really isn't. It really isn't. Listen, God would do what he's promised he's going to do. You may not know when, but he's going to do. Wait on, wait on. Tell your neighbor, wait on. Wait on your victory. Wait, wait, wait on it. It's coming. Wait on it. And correct yourself. Wait on it. It's coming. Listen. David kills Goliath based on what God has already done. Yes, sir. Let me ask you, you got any past victories to shout about? Have God ever brought you through anything? Has God ever done anything for you? Listen, at 15, David has already had but God experiences. And David was doing what the rest of the Israelites wasn't doing. He said, he was with me when I killed the bear, but in my own strength, he was with me when he killed the lion. God has kept me so if my God back then was able to keep me through that, I know my God is able to keep me through that. Hallelujah. Listen, 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 listen. David was so confident in God, he put his life on the line. Hey, y'all need to hear me. If God wasn't with David, there's no way David could have beat Goliath. So David, confident in the Lord, was so sure based on his knowing the character of God and his past, past experience of God, knowing the way of God, that there was no doubt in his mind who was going to win. Let me show you something else. He kills Goliath. Let's see, there's another, there's another verse that I want you to see. And we're almost out of here. I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. Now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Matter of fact, he says, he said, and he will deliver me out of the hands of the Philistines. Look what David said. The Lord will deliver me. He said, you have defied the armies of the living God. He said, do you know who we are? We God's people. How dare you put your mouth on us? You haven't heard? My God is God. You haven't heard? My God is a bad God. You haven't heard? He got up with all power in his hand. You haven't heard? He'll fight my battle. You haven't heard. Okay, let's go on. Let's go on. The battles is the Lord. He says, he says, he says. Now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. It says, it says in verse uh, 55, 1755, still first saying, it says, David does a strange thing. 
He cut off the head, and he takes the head of Goliath to Jerusalem. There's only one problem with the text. Is that mine? Oh, okay. At least it was a Bible. Amen. Listen, watch this, watch this, watch this. He takes the head and takes it to a place, calls it Jerusalem, but it's not Jerusalem yet. It's, it's Jabez. It's where the Jebusites are in the middle of Israel that was the strongest stronghold in the Canaanite land. And Joshua and nobody been able to kick them out. It was the strongest fortified. And David, what's David do? He takes the head and buries it in front of this fortress. And what he's really saying is this. When I become king, the same way I killed Goliath, I'm going to kill you. Listen, 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 listen. And he buried there as a reminder of what God has already done. Do you have anything that you can call up within yourself of what God has already done? That when the enemy come against you, you can say, wait, hold it, hold on, hold it, stop right there. Let me tell you what my God has already done for me, and you think you're going to take me out? I don't think so. Know too much. Been through much. I've been through some storms. I know what he's able to do. I come to fall. You ain't, you ain't going to take me out. I know my God is able. You, you better be able to do that. You better be able to do that. So David buried the head. Listen. Something like 20 years later, in 1 Chronicles 11 and 4 and 5, said, and David and all the Israelites March to, listen, Jerusalem, but it's not Jerusalem yet. That's what he's saying. It's Jabez, and he refused to call it Jabez. He calls it Jerusalem. (laughs) Do you see what's happening? He is speaking what he sees. He's saying, you have no right. This is God's territory. So I'm not speaking my defeat. I'm speaking my victory. It's not Jerusalem yet, but I'm calling it Jerusalem because when I defeat you, it's going to be Jerusalem. Hold on, hold on. When I went to Israel, What made them so strong is that they tapped into a water source that was a spring that was outside of the fortified city. They literally, someone carved through limestone that came up under the city and and made a well where they didn't have to go outside. They had water. Listen, we actually went in through the entrance of that well on the outside, that spring on the outside, and we went through the tunnel. I mean, you had to bend down. 
It was like either, I don't know, it seemed like it was a half a mile to a mile. At one point, you had to even crawl. They, they hand chisel. Because water means everything. It only rains during the winter month in Israel. So they have springs that you tap into and you bring the water to you. The amazing thing was this to me. When we got done coming from outside to where came into Jerusalem, we were tired. We were sweaty. If you had claphophobia, you was in trouble. Because I'm, I'm telling you, you was hemmed in on every side by limestone rock. And we came up, and I thought to myself, David boys were some bad boys. Not that they made the walk, but when they came out, they came out fighting. And they beat the Jebusites and destroyed them. You want to talk about faith? Let me ask you. When you have faith, don't you know nothing is impossible? When you have faith, don't you know God will give you supernatural strength to do what you need to do? When you have faith, don't you know that God will give you an energy to get done what you need to get done? When you have faith, God will fight your battles for you. When you have faith, listen, listen, David made that his capital. Because David was saying, there will never come a time when we, the people of God, can't take what is ours. Ah, ah, y'all need to hear me. He made that as a capital, as a memorial and said, nobody could take the Jebusite. Matter of fact, the Jebusites yelled out, said, David, even our lame and our blind can conquer you. And David said, hell to the nah. I don't think so. I don't think so. And David said, David said, somebody find a way in because we're going to take his kingdom down. Hell can't stop us from taking what is ours. Uh, let me speak over here. Hell can't stop us from taking what God has given us. When you know God has given you something, you don't let nobody take in and take what is yours. I mean nobody. I mean nobody. Not your mama, not your daddy, not your sister, not your brother, not your auntie, not your uncle, not your... Spiritual battle at the highest level. We are conquerors. We are victorious right now. David allowed his past to speak into his present. Did he allow his present to speak into his future? He allowed his past to propel him into victory for the right now. And he allowed his right now 
to prepare him for his future. Watch this, watch this. And I'm finished. One more thing. I see. Why then, Lord, if David was always meant to be king, did you allow Saul to trouble him to that degree? Tracy, don't you see? No, Lord, I'm afraid I don't see. Though Saul and Satan meant it for his bad, I meant it for his good. Lord, you got to break that down for me. David's faith would have never been right unless I chiseled him with Saul trying to kill him. The Lord, it looked like David was in danger. No. I was protecting him because David was always in my hand. <laughs> but I was working his faith while he was running in the wilderness. So when I brought him into the kingdom, his faith was already ready so he could do what I wanted him to do. See, watch this, watch this, watch this. Don't allow the trouble you're going through to so discourage you that God's not doing the work on you that he's supposed to be doing. Can nobody stop you but you? Can nobody hinder you but you? But wait a minute, you don't know. This person and that person, that, wait a minute, they're instruments to get you in position to prepare you to be catapult to the next level. Watch your spirit. Watch your attitude. Keep praising him. Keep thanking him. Keep worshiping him. Get in his presence. Say, Lord, I'm yours. I'm all yours. You have my heart, Lord. Whatever you do is okay with me. Listen, when God got your heart, watch him lift you. Once he's lifting you, can't nobody stop God from blessing you. Stay in his will. God refuses to be our co-pilot. You know what I'm saying? God, my co-pilot, you jacked. You jacked. No. Let me get in the passenger side. God get in the driver's side. Because we can trust him to do. But only God can do. Listen, that's what our life is really all about. Because he can't glorify himself through us till he truly has us. And if he don't have our heart, then he can't do with us what he want to do in us. 
I ain't talking about non-believers. I'm talking about believers. You can do church all you want to. <laughs> but it's when we are real with ourselves that God says, okay, let me take you. Let me show you what I have for you. Glory. Lord, allow us to see the unlimited, immeasurable, surpassing greatness of your power revealed in us and through us. The same power that you extended in Jesus when you raised him from the grave, that same power that brought him back to life and gave him a resurrected body is the same power, Lord, that you are extending toward us to have victory every day in our lives. Lord, because we are the body of Christ, we are the fullness of him, that the whole world may be full of your glory, that your glory may be seen through us, because we are allowing you to be God in us and through us, in Christ Jesus. That is the call of our purpose. Not that folks see you, but they see Christ. Not that folks see me, but they see Christ. Listen, if that's not happening in our life, then we haven't released ourselves for Christ to be seen in us. Man, what a challenge. But what a promise. Man, guaranteed success. Oh, you're not hearing me. Guaranteed victory. It's fixed. The fight is fixed. <laughs> His name is Jesus.